Amen. Thank you, choir, and thank you guys for sharing with us this morning and in worship, and thank all of you for taking part in our time of worship. And uh, thank you so much. I pray the Lord to be glorified in uh, our worship this morning. If you brought your Bibles, please turn to Second Peter. Second Peter. Second Peter, and we're going to look at verse 18. Second Peter, verse 18. I was excited about um, this being the first Sunday of the new church year. And I was reminded of a passage uh, in 2 Peter where Paul gives us a challenge. And Paul just challenges us to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Look at 2 Peter chapter 3. I'm going to share with you a sermon this morning. Uh, which I've simply entitled, Goes for Growth in, in, in 2018. 2 Peter chapter 3. Let's look, if you will, at verse 18. should be on the screen. Paul, uh, Paul said, or Peter said, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Like I mentioned to begin with, this is a very exciting day. This is the first Sunday of the new church year, 2018. The old year has passed. The new year is before us. And I hope that you've made some New Year resolutions. I have. I hope that you have. You may have resolved to lose weight, perhaps uh, stop smoking, or to exercise, or to work out, go to the gym more. God's people have always made resolutions. It's not anything new. God's people have always made resolutions. Daniel, if you remember, purposed in his heart. He resolved in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat and with the wine in which the king drank. So Daniel made that resolution. Therefore, if you've made an earnest resolution... Not to drink alcohol or to avoid tobacco or to eat a healthy diet or to exercise or go to the gym. You're following right along in Daniel's footsteps. That's the same resolution that he made. You remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel chapter 3 verse 18. They had made a resolve. They'd made a resolution resolution says this be it known unto thee O king we will not serve your God nor worship the golden image which you have set up and so they'd made a resolution they'd made a resolve if you remember these three Hebrew children were cast into a fire furnace because they made a resolve they made a resolution to worship God the one true God the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob they had made that resolve to worship no other God. And they had carried that to their heart. And so this morning I pray that you are, are to already or perhaps today will be willing to resolve in your heart to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3.18 Make that resolution. If you haven't already, I pray that you'll make it today. Say, God, I'm going to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I can remember growing up as a child, I probably have used this uh, uh, illustration before because it's meant so much 
uh, to me over the years as I reflect back over my childhood where down our hallway in our home, I had, a little, I had some growth marks. My dad made a little growth chart. And I, he had a four-foot mark made, a five-foot mark made, and a six-foot mark made. And I can remember from time to time during the week, I would back up to that chart just to see how much that I had grown in height. I always wanted to be six foot. I think in my, at the end of my, uh, my growing stage, I'd reached about uh, five foot, ten and a half. I thought I'd gotten six foot, but I dropped two inches, but I realized where that two inches went. It dropped down to my waist. But, but I always wanted to be six foot, so Kyle made up for that. He's, he's grown taller over the years, and so, but... Uh, it was just something about wanting to be six foot. But today, uh, God wants us. He wants us as Christians to kind of to back up to his spiritual growth chart and ask ourselves two, remark uh, two remarkable questions. The first one is this. Am I satisfied with my spiritual growth in 2017? As I reflect back over 2017, 2017, would, am I satisfied? Now, be honest with yourself. Am I satisfied with my spiritual growth? Have I become more like Jesus in 2017 than I, than I was in the prior year? Or the second question, am I, sad, uh, am I willing to resolve today to do all that I can to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ in 2018? And be honest with yourself. First question, am I satisfied with the past growth, past years, spiritual growth? Am I willing to make a resolve today to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? Just with an honest answer. You see, in the business field, uh, they have goals. They have quotas. Uh, car salesman perhaps has a quota. Insurance salesman has a quota, how many people to visit and, and hopefully how many policies to sell. They have these goals, they have these, these quotas to reach a reasonable, determined destination. This is where I am, this is where I need to be in the business, and this is where I want to get to, and so I'm going to work, I'm going to do this, this, and this in order to reach that destination, in order to reach that goal. So the question is this this morning for us all to consider. What spiritual goals, what spiritual resolves or resolutions have you set for 2018? What are they? Have you even given thought to what goals, spiritual goals you have? Now you may have those goals like I mentioned prior about going to the gym and losing weight and that. And those are good goals. But spiritual goals that will bring you closer to the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Maybe you've set a goal about reading your Bible through this coming year. I pray that you will. Our, our, uh, our theme for, the re for this year, end of 2017 and 18, is returning to the Word. Mountain View Baptist Church committed to returning to the Word. I feel like we've left the Word in so many ways that we need to return to the Word in so many ways. Have you made a commitment to read your Bible through? I know our D group has made a commitment, have read their Bible perhaps through this year. And perhaps you've made that resolve, that resolution. I hope that you have. 
Maybe what about your prayer life? Have you made a resolve to have a daily prayer life with the Lord? To get to take 10 minutes before the day starts, your day begins, and spend some time with Him. We're trying to put together here at the church a little prayer journal to assist you in reading your Bible and spending time, and those will be available pretty soon, I hope. So we're trying to do that. Have you made that resolve in your life, spiritual life? Being involved in a Bible fellowship class. Maybe you're not enrolled in Sunday school or Bible fellowship class. Maybe uh, you've resolved to, to be a part of discipleship training on, on Sunday night to come and, and be discipled. Or maybe it's been ser- uh, singing in the choir or tithing or, or witnessing or serving in some type of ministry. Have you just sat down to see what resolves you can make to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if, if, if you're not willing to set spiritual grow, uh, goals in your life or, or spiritual resolves in your Christian life to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, really then you're really not worth much to the Lord in spiritual service. Have you set those goals? You say, Brother Sammy, I've set goals but I just can't, uh, I can't reach them. Well, if, if you and I set our spiritual goals for 2018 out of a commitment to the Lord Jesus, I'm going to commit myself not to the church, not to Brother Sammy, my spouse, or my children, or my parents, but I'm going to make this commitment to the Lord Jesus. I believe you'll be able to reach and attain those goals if you make that type of commitment. Now, I want you to jot this down because if you're serious about growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus, I'm going to share three little simple steps that will help you establish some spiritual goals. The first is to, t- to turn. Turn. If you're, if you're happy where you are right now in your spiritual growth, if you don't want to be disturbed with what you're doing right now, and you're complacent perhaps in your spiritual life, but you're happy with that, none of this is going to interest you at all. But if you're sincere about growing in 2018 in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, listen up because I believe it'll help you, it'll help me. If you're not satisfied where you are in your spiritual life and you know that you're not reaching your full potential, this will help you. If there is a desire for spiritual growth, you can grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. He's never going to tell us to do anything that we can't do. And so the command or the, the charge by, by Peter was to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. So in order to do that, first of all, I have to turn. Now listen, this is very simple. You, you can't remain in sin and expect to be more like Christ. You cannot remain in your sin and expect to be more like Jesus Christ. If you have a desire to be like Christ, you you must have a desire to turn from your sin. Maybe, Maybe you'll understand this. If you don't have a desire to be like Jesus, then you're really missing something that you claim that you have. Let me say that again. If you don't have a desire as a Christian to be like Jesus, you're missing something that you say that you have. 
Matthew 7, verse 21 simply says, Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of the Father, which is in heaven. Now, you may be a good church member. You may be a, a good attender. You may be a tither. You may be a, a servant. But if you don't want to be like Jesus as a Christian, and you don't want to grow in your sanctification and be more like Him, Something is wrong. Something is missing. I can remember years ago, and I probably shared this illustration. It's so fitting at different times, but we went to my father-in-law and mother-in-law's for, for uh, supper one night. And uh, Miss Williford fixed this banana pudding, and it looked real good, and it, it smelled real good, but the main ingredient was missing. She'd forgot to put the bananas in her banana pudding. You see, if you don't want to be like Jesus and grow in your sanctification, then there's the main ingredient of the Christian life missing. Primarily conversion. And I'll show you that in just a few minutes. You know, I have GPS for my, for my vehicles. And uh, we went recently on a vacation up to the mountains. And I knew where I was going. I was going to Pigeon Forge, but I kind of just mapped it out, you know. I, I kind of chartered my course. I was going from here to Huntsville, from Huntsville to Chattanooga, from Chattanooga. I was going to, uh, uh, to uh, Lenore City, I believe it's Lenore City. And then I was going from there to Maryville and to Townsend and then to Wares Valley and then on into Pigeon Forge. As a Christian, I have to know where I'm going. I have to map it out. You say, Brother Samuel, we're going to heaven. We're going to reach heaven one day, but where I'm going right now while I'm on earth. I'll tell you where I'm going. I want to be more like Jesus. And I hope that's where you're headed. That you want to be more like Jesus. So I began that course. I determined that goal. First of all from turning from my sin. You'll never be more like Jesus. While you remain in your sin. And you're kidding yourself. If you think you are. Second thing I have to do. Is not only. Not only uh, turn from. Uh, 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 turn. I have to try. I have to try. Try. What does that mean, Brother Samuel? Well, try to establish my, my spiritual goals in order to succeed in my spiritual journey. Now, you have to be willing to try. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, if you're not enrolled in, this, in Bible fellowship, you need, to, you need to try it. I believe you'd really like it. If you have a desire to follow Jesus, be with God's people, you come to Bible fellowship, a small group of people, you get to know real real well and you'll visit from time to time and be in each other's home from time to time and you'll have time to study God's word and ask questions and make, com and, uh, make comments and, and uh, uh, just be a faithful class member, have fellowship with those in your class and, and pray, pray for other people, pray for each other. So try Bible fellowship if you need to enroll in Bible fellowship. Or maybe it's to tithe. You know, have you ever tried it? You just say right off, well, I can't do it. I remember years ago, my tithing testimony, Judy and I, we attended this church, and the preacher challenged us to tithe. 
And he said this, he said, if you don't like it, then you don't have to do it. If God's not faithful to his word, you don't have to do it. And I told Judy, I said, we're going to do this. We had in times past, I had when I was growing up, but when we got married, for some reason, we didn't think we had enough money. And so we made a commitment that day to try what God said do. He said in Malachi 3.10, Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me. Now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open your windows, open you the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now you that tithe, you understand that that passage is true, and God meant exactly what he said would happen. And we've been blessed. We taught our children to tithe. We still tithe. We still give our offerings above our tithe. And, and I do not regret it whatsoever. God has truly been faithful to his word. So if you're not doing it, try it. Just try it. And then to have a devotional time. Try it. Set a time aside. Try it. I read recently, I've shared, where it took like 17 consecutive times in devotion time to have a habit of devotion. And it is a habit to some degree. Try discipleship training on Sunday night. Kyle is teaching on the churches of Revelation. Man, it's been a fantastic study. We've learned so much. Let me ask you to try it tonight at 5 o'clock. Come to discipleship training. If you don't like it, you don't have to come back. But I believe you'll like it. I believe God will minister to you. Wednesday night prayer meeting. Try some type of service in ministry. Listen, you can grow spiritually in 2018 if you'll turn from your sin and you'll try to do some things that you're not doing right now. The third thing, jot this down, is to trust. Trust God in all things. Choir sang just a few minutes ago about trusting God and how God has taken care of us in the past and how he'll take care of us in the future. If you want to grow in 2018 in the knowledge grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Just trust God in all things. Trust Him in the good times. You know, there were some good times in 2017. Good times. We had weddings. We had births. We had joy. We had happiness. We had victories. We had accomplishments. People graduated from high school, from college. People had job changes, new jobs, anniversaries. Wedding anniversaries, people saved, people united with our faith family. We had, some, we had some great times in 2017. Ministry opportunities, one after another that you were involved in, church was involved in. Those were good times. He was with us in the good times. But there were some sad times in 2017. We had sickness and we had death of loved ones and, and church family members. Had financial struggles, perhaps, or unpleasant decisions that we had to make, or loneliness, or disappointments. We had some sad times. But regardless what comes in 2018, I'm going to trust God, and this, I'm going to lead this church to trust God in the good times and in the bad times because God has a plan for us individually, and He has a plan for us as a church. Trust God. Now, you can reach your spiritual goals if you're willing to turn, if you're willing to try, and if you're willing to trust God. Trust God.
I pray this morning that you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. That's where it all begins. That's where it all begins in regards to having a happy new year. You won't be happy without Christ. You may think you're happy in this world, but you won't, you won't be happy without Christ. But I pray that you've trusted Jesus Christ. Something amazing happens when you trust Christ. Uh, Wednesday night, I shared this. I'm, I want to share it with you in the time we have remaining. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 1, verse 2. I mentioned a few minutes ago about, about being sanctified. Look, if you will, at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. It's on the screen. Paul said, Unto the church of God, which is in Corinth, to them that are sanctified. Now, folks, you, as a Christian, you are sanctified. That word sanctified means to set, be set apart. It means to, to, to be holy committed, dedicated to God. We are sanctified in Christ, in Jesus Christ, called to be saints with all that are in every place, called upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. And so today, my prayer is that you're in Christ. But you know, the Bible tells us, look, if you will, at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I believe it is chapter five, uh, 15, chapter 15, Verse 22, chapter 15 says this. Verse 22, chapter, oh, it's 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I want to read verse 22. Verse 22 says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. There are two positions, one of two that you're in. You're either in Adam in the flesh, lost without Jesus, or you're in Christ. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, says that we're sanctified and we're in Christ. At one time, I was in Adam. But I asked Christ to forgive me and to come into my life and save me. And something remarkable happened. He changed my position. I was lost. Then all of a sudden, 2 Corinthians five seventeen says, I'm a new creature. In Jesus Christ. And so I was moved from being in Adam to now I'm in Christ. And today, if you're, if you're saved, you're in Christ. You're no more in Adam. If you're without Christ, then you're still in the flesh. When you got saved, God changes you. He sets you apart. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And so when I moved from Adam, now listen, when I moved from Adam, I was sanctified, set apart, placed in Christ. That's my position now. That's your position. And after I was placed in Christ, it was my responsibility to depend upon the Holy Spirit to grow me in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ day after day after day after day. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, I'm sorry, if you would look at, I believe it's my note. Uh, look at 2 Corinthians 3, I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'll finish with this. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And look, if you will, at verse 18. It says, But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed unto the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So day by day... I'm being changed to be more like Jesus.
Why is that? Because I'm, I'm sanctified. I've been separated. I'm in Christ, and Christ is working in my heart, my life, day after day after day. And then... That is progressive sanctification. Initial sanctification when I'm placed in Christ. Progressive sanctification is when the Holy Spirit is working in my, in my life day after day after day to be like Christ. And one day there's this eternal sanctification where I become like Christ. If you would, 1 John chapter 2, uh, chapter 3, verse 2 says this, Beloved, now we're the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So I'm, I'm positioned in Christ. That's initial sanctification. I'm progressing in Christ. That's progressive sanctification. One day I'll be like Christ. That's eternal sanctification. Where are you, where are you today? Are you in Christ? Are you still in Adam? If so, you need to come and trust Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life. Be placed in Christ. Become more like him day after day. You see, the problem uh, Paul was having with the Corinthians is that their performance of their everyday life did not meet up with what they said their position was. And so if you're saying you're positioned in Christ, your performance should give evidence of that. And if your performance does not give evidence of your position being in Christ, you have a major problem in your life, spiritual problem. And so it's very important that we become like Christ, that we grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you don't want to do that, you have a serious problem. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for a time that we can come together, think for a moment about 2017, but yet invest our thoughts on 2018 and the goals that we'll set to become more like you. I pray for every person here. I pray that you'll speak to our hearts, and Lord, as we make important decisions today for this upcoming year. I pray this service will change our lives as we get serious about our relationship with you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, for positioning me in Christ. And I pray, Lord, that I would allow the Holy Spirit to work in my life every day to become more like you. And, Lord, that I would one day realize, Lord, one day that I'll have that eternal sanctification where I'll be like you. So, Lord, I pray for each person here today. Thank you for all that you're going to do. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Our invitation is real simple this morning. Invitation is.